guys, this is the New Heights Church Podcast, and we just want to welcome you and thank you for joining us today. We hope this message inspires and encourages you. Here at New Heights, we exist to love people and point them to Christ. Enjoy today's service. Father, I'm asking that your people would hear your voice today and not mine. Let your word shape us, change us, and mold us like only you can. In Jesus' name and all God's people said... Please be seated in the house if you can. Kind of hard after that. Do y'all love our worship team at all? Wow. Open your Bible to Nehemiah chapter number two quickly. Quickly. Nehemiah chapter number two. Nehemiah chapter number two. So Nehemiah was a man that served God. And he was what we would call a cup bearer for a king. And he found out through a word from a messenger or somebody that he knew that the city of Jerusalem, the walls of that city had been torn down. That, that there was a problem that, that many of the people there were in desolation. Uh, one translation in, in Nehemiah chapter number one, we'll read in chapter number two, but in chapter number one, it says that the people were in desolation under great affliction. Now, I'm not a doom and gloom kind of guy, but I'm just going to tell you the church is under great affliction right now. When you, when you can, when you can, you know, constantly wave your hand and, and thumb your nose at the things of God in the public square and nobody say boo about it. But as soon as somebody says in Jesus name, everybody gets everything in a twist. The church is under great affliction. So. What we have here is Nehemiah is told about it and he's very grieved in his spirit. And the scripture says that he prayed about it, he talked to the Lord about it, and then he went before the king and the king says, why are you so sad? And he said to the king, he said, well, uh, uh, he actually said he prayed before he answered him, even in that moment. But he began to talk to him and he said, the reason I got a problem is because the, the place that my God said is holy is, is in desolation and in great affliction. And my people, they have no security. They have nothing to, to stop the enemy from coming in and ransacking and coming in and ransacking. And it's, 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 it's grieving his spirit. And the king says, the king says, well, what do you want? He said, well, I want to go rebuild it. I want to, I want to go and I want to, to take my people who are in a, a time of affliction and desolation and I want to go and, and, and fix that. You know, uh, you and me, we're in a, a, a season right now where it's time for us to rise up and build. And part of the reason why is because literally the cry in, on the inside of every person's heart that's connected with New Heights Church, there's an element where something on the inside of you is just wanting to rise up and build, to take something, to go. And, you know, the Bible says that the, that the kingdom suffers violence, but the violent, listen, we take it by force. One of the things I've learned in the short nine years that I've been a pastor now, because I wasn't a pastor before this, uh, but but the, one of the things that I've learned is the devil doesn't give up an inch. You have to take it. You have to decide that's it. You know, you remember Popeye, the, the sailor man? He'd say, I, I stands all I can stands, I can't stands no more. <laughs> you got to get a little Popeye the sailor man in you, where literally you, you get, to the, you don't have to eat spinach, praise the Lord. No, that's not the will of God. I can tell you right now. 
I'll eat, I'll eat it. I'll eat fresh spinach. You know, you put a little salad dressing on it or something, but you make it slimy and I'm out. I'm just going to tell you right now, I don't eat worms and I don't eat slimy spinach. Praise the Lord. But here's the deal. You got to get to the place where you're just not going to take no for an answer. The enemy is never going to give something up. It has to be taken. And, and the Bible says that Nehemiah said to him, he goes, I'd just like to go. And here's what the king said. Well, how long do you think it'll take? And the scripture says that he gave him a time. We don't know exactly what it was, but it says he gave him a timeline. And then Nehemiah realized, hey, I got favor with the king. I better, I better just keep it rolling. He said, well, I just don't need time, king. I'm going to need some timber from your forest. He said, he said, I'm going to need some stones from your mountains. He said, I, I need, I need access to the resources of your kingdom. And the king says, okay, no problem. He goes, well, I don't just need that. He said, I also need you to write me some letters. So, cause there's people out there that don't, they don't know me. He said, but I'm going to need some letters that I can read to people that don't know me that will verify that I actually have the king's approval. See, you and me, we're living life and you're going to hear no from the enemy for the rest of your life. So you shouldn't be shocked when the enemy tells you no. You should just read the letters. Come on, somebody. That were written that verify that you actually have favor with the king. So the Bible says that Nehemiah, he had favor with the king. The king said, I'll give you the letters. He said, you can, use the, you can use all the resources of the kingdom. He says, go. And he even sent him with protection. He sent him an armored group of men that would protect him on the way. So picture this. Now, this brother went from a cupbearer. A cupbearer served the king his wine, but also would take a little drink to make sure it wasn't going to kill him. In other words, a cupbearer usually did not have a long lifetime. Because in those days, if you killed the king, whoever killed the king could rise up and say, well, I'm, now I'm the king. So they were constantly in protection mode to try to do that. How many of you know we serve a king that cannot be killed? So the Bible says that, that in one moment, one moment of God's favor, he went from a cupbearer to having an armed squadron of soldiers walk him around and he literally had access to everything in the entire kingdom. So the Bible says that Nehemiah gets to this place and he's, he's having a conversation in, in verse chapter, in chapter number two, start at verse 18. He's having a conversation. Here's what he says. He said, I told them, listen, the hand of my God, which was good upon me, as also the king's words that he spoke unto me. And they said this, listen, so he said, the hand of God is on me. The king has favored me. And all the people decided amongst themselves when they heard the word of the Lord. Listen to this. They said, let us rise up and build. So they strengthened their hands for this good work. Somebody said good work. You know, you can, you're going to work the rest of your life. Whether you like it or not, you're going to work the rest of your life in some way or another. Your work might be getting up from the bed and going to the couch. Your work might be, you know, welding pipe together. Your work might be building buildings. Your work might be teaching the next generation how to read and write. 
Your word, your, your, your work might be laying asphalt or your work might be in a courtroom or might be behind the scenes in, uh, in legal documents and contracts. But the reality is, is there is, there is work and then there is good work. We want to attach what we do to a good work. Does this make sense? We want to attach what we do because the Bible says God is good. Somebody say amen to that. So we want to attach what we do to the good work of the kingdom. Because the Bible says that you don't work for other people if you'll do all your work as unto the Lord. Now all of a sudden every ditch you dig is actually digging a ditch for the kingdom because you have have attached the work that you do to this good work. Just make sense? So the scripture says that Nehemiah, he gave this beautiful, this, this beautiful proclamation that the hand of God is upon me. And the people said, let us rise up and build. And he said this, and, and strengthen our hand. You know, uh, many times in, in, in your life, there's going to be a moment where you're just going to have to decide what you're going to do. You're going to have to decide what you're going to do. In, in Isaiah chapter number 50, one, one, one verse says this. It talks about we set our face as flint. We set our face as stone. We decided we are not going to fail. We are not backing up. You may kill me today, devil, but I am not bowing to that statue. Well, what happens if, if it doesn't work? Then put on our tombstones. We died believing God in the name of Jesus. You set your face. Well, well, what happens if we die? Then we'll be dancing on streets of gold. Praise the Lord. You can't lose in this kingdom. This is a no-lose kingdom. The only way you lose is you quit. That's why the devil's trying to talk you out of your future. That's why the devil's hitting your kids so hard. That's why the devil, particularly you parents with adult children, that's why he's trying to convince them of all this foolishness when you know as well as I know the word of God is hidden on the inside of their hearts. Soon and very soon, they're going to have their road to Damascus moment, their their, their moment where literally the scales are going to come off of their eyes when somebody prays a prayer of righteousness over them. Some of your kids are about to become the most radical, fanatical Christians you've ever seen in your life. I decree it. We're going to see it in the name of Jesus. But what happens is, is you got to understand there's work and good work. And you got to get to the place where you strengthen your hand. You know, uh, uh, there's, there's a saying out there, the stone face. That means you just never back up. It comes from the scripture. Almost every cool saying comes from the Bible at some point, if it's true. You ever heard of karma? They just stole it from the word. The word says you reap what you sow. Karma just tries to make it, you know, where you don't have to love Jesus to experience it. And you don't. I mean, reaping and sowing works both ways. You want to be a jerk? Guess what? Somebody say karma. You say, well, you can call it whatever you want. It's reaping and sowing from the word of the living God. So you strengthen your hand. You set your face as flint. You set your face as stone. Because listen, I tell my staff this all the time. We're playing for keeps here. It's not just us getting together and, you know, singing and, 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 and clapping and, and hearing a cute message. Then let's go on about our business. People who are touched by the hand of God are going to go to heaven that give their life to Jesus and people that do not are not. And I don't want to go to heaven and have Jesus go, how come you didn't try harder? 
I don't want to go to heaven and say, why'd you build a building and not fill it up? I don't want to go to heaven and have Jesus say, I thought you were serious. Oh, I'm serious. Well, well, don't you love me? Of course I love you. Why didn't you feed my sheep? I don't know about you, but when I get to heaven, I want to hear well done. I want to hear, I want to hear well done and then I want to ask what's next. Cause the Bible's not super clear. I mean, we have some, we have, we have some missing pieces there to try to fill in and we fill in by faith. I'd love to know exactly what's next, but I'm not going to worry about that till I get there. I grew up, I grew up with a dad and, and we worked all the time. All the time. That's what we did. We worked. It was just, we, we worked, we slept a little bit, we went to church, I, I went to school some. I was allowed to play some sports and then we worked. I was sitting there yesterday, dad and I were doing a little project at the new house and, and I was looking at my son who's 12 years old and I, I started doing some math. I was like, dad, wait a minute. We moved to this one place when I was 12 and before we actually built the house, which we built, before we actually built the house, we built a barn. So it was before we moved there. So I would have been about 10 or 11 years old. And I remember you telling me roof the barn and tell me when you're done. True story. True story. My dad said to me, now, now at the exact same time, he's telling me to cut a two before. He's like, he said, well, go cut this two before. And he goes, well, you were capable. Here's what, here's what I'm trying to tell you. There's a place there where you got to decide if I'm the only one doing it, I'm going to do what I'm called to do. I'm going to be a part of rising up and building. My fingerprints are going to be on the foundation of everything that happens. And therefore, you become a partaker. Somebody say partaker. You become a partaker of every grace that's on this house. That's mean when somebody gets saved, you're a partner with that. Come on, when 25 new churches get planted all over the world, you're a partner with that. When 75,000 people storm you when you get to heaven and, and they're all talking in, in, in Mandarin, just understand... You're a part of that. When, 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 uh, people walk up to you that are doctors and lawyers and attorneys and engineers and they come up and start thanking you and you find out that they actually were, were discarded in a trash can in Guatemala, but you through, through the partnership that you have with New Heights Church and your faithful tithes and offerings in the New Heights Church, you have partnered with Casa Angelina in Guatemala and these, these, they're gonna bring their whole family to you. It won't just be them. It'll be them and their kids and their grandkids. They, yeah, this is, this is Miho and this is Miho 2 and this is Miho 3. Is Miho. They're going to come up. You're going to say, what was this? You're going to say, they're going to say, you did this. Thank you. Thank you for giving. Thank you for, because when we give towards growth, we can see the brick and mortar. Come on. Isn't it cool to see the bulldozers? Yes. We can see the bulldozers, but. I'm going to show you a video of what maybe you can't always see. I'm glad y'all could come. Do you know why you're here? No. No. Well, that's exciting. Right. Yeah. Well, it's one of the great things about you guys you're you're always everywhere you're on the first touch team you're 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 pulling the wagon in, in every direction that's ever asked and most of the time when it's not even asked you guys just see something and you do it and first off clearly i know who you are you know who i am but uh just why don't you look at look at this camera and introduce yourselves 
Well, I'm Bryce Evans, and this is my wife, Crystal Evans. And uh, we've been coming here for almost three years. Almost three years. That's beautiful. So, as you know, uh, towards the end of the year, one of the things that uh, has become a part of our culture at New Heights is to make sure that we seed towards where we're going. You know, so many people, they, they get to a place and then there's a, 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 a almost a complacency that happens. And in Jesus' name, that's never going to be us. We're going to keep pressing towards the mark for the prize of the high calling in Christ. But in this process, one of the things and one of the benefits uh, that, that I guess I have is I hear so many stories, sometimes directly, uh, sometimes indirectly. They come in in letters, they come in in messages and all kind of different ways. Uh, but what tonight is about is we have somebody here that wants to share their story with you. You may or may not know them already, but they want to share their story with you at a little bit of a, at a higher level because it's imperative to me that you guys get an opportunity to hear even some of the impact that you're making that maybe you don't know. Because that's the beauty, really, of serving in the kingdom, of giving in the kingdom, is until we are over there and cross over into glory, we'll never know the true impact of what we're doing. Right. Right. Does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. So give me just a minute, and we're going to bring somebody in here, and I'm super glad you guys can be here. some of my story and um, I just want to take this time to share with you what God has done for me being here uh, becoming a member of New Heights so when I first came to New Heights um, I didn't know for sure that this would be my home church I like I felt the presence of God um, and I wanted to make it my church but I just wasn't sure so I kept coming and um, immediately um, I felt the love of Jesus I knew I was home Shardana invited me in to go to small groups with her. You know, I, I had um, found myself pregnant, being a single mom, and I was just really broken and feeling a lot of rejection, a lot of condemnation, and I didn't know how to process it. I didn't, I didn't want to serve. Like, I was afraid to serve because I felt like I disappointed God. So I was battling all this condemnation, and Shardana invited me to serve with her, and she said, no, you can serve. And uh, so I began to serve, but I got involved with a life group. And in that life group, like, there were times where I couldn't speak, and I, I couldn't express, you know, the hurt that I was feeling. But she kept inviting me, and she kept inviting me, and I was like, okay, God, I, like, I know you're, you're, you're accepting me as I am. Um, one day I was here in a service and I was came out to go to the ladies room and Pastor Crystal saw me and I hadn't really had any words with her um, but she said hey Sam I just want to tell you like you're loved by so many women here and I just melted in her arms she embraced me 
I feel like I got the hug that I was looking for, that acceptance that I needed. So, of course, you know, um, from that day forward and continuing on in the life groups with Shardana, listening to pastor preaching, you know, the Lord just began to mend my heart. And my kids have been greatly impacted. You know, I don't, I, I'm sure you know, you know, you see us coming here. Um, but it, it was through, you know, continually coming, um, continually being vulnerable and letting God do what he wants to do. You know, this church has been that for me, like the Holy Spirit and the, the heart of the Father has been expressed to me in such a way that I can't even like, I can't, I don't have words to say it. So Drew, you know, he's been impacted majorly. Um, he, when he first came, he used to actually like fall asleep. He he told me like he would sit on the end on purpose and like fall asleep. And then the Lord just got a hold of him. He started coming to youth group and he started to hear pastor preach. And then the Holy Spirit really began to minister to him. But then um, a turning point, a real turning point for him, he went to, to youth camp with, with the youth. And there he got baptized in the Holy Ghost. And so... Um, since then, you know, his relationship, like, I felt like before I came to New Heights Church, like my family, I felt like we were scattered. Um, but Drew accepted the Lord here. He got water baptized here. He got baptized in the Holy Ghost through the youth camp. Um, we were able to dedicate Liberty to the Lord here. And, of course, I rededicated my life here and got water baptized. So God has done so much, um, you know. I can't express how much this church means to me and, and you know it's because of you guys giving towards growth that you've impacted my life and my family's life and I know you know me and we share a lot but I don't ever go into details like how much um, where I was you know you guys see me I serve I'm here all the time and um, but you know it took a lot of brokenness uh, but God mended my broken heart being under the preaching of Pastor Brian, being under the teaching and the leadership and the family anointing that they have. And my family has been restored by coming here. And it's thanks to people like you for giving towards growth. So I want to thank you guys sincerely from my heart, from my family. I love y'all so much. So much. Y'all family. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. I want to go get my kids. They're here. Hi, Lily. Say hi, Crystal. You know, Lily. What's going on, bro? What's going on, bro? What's up for the day? She loves you. I love it. So thank you so much. Like this, this is what giving towards growth looks like. Like a family together right. under one banner. We right. love people and putting them to Christ. Thank That's you guys. You're welcome. Love you so much. Thank you to the Evans family and Sam and everybody. You know, just uh, certainly we're in a season of physically building. And we're going to do that. We have to do that. 
or else people will be sitting on your head in here in a minute. But it's not just brick and mortar. I've, I've seen that thing five times, the video. And every time it seems to touch me in a different way. One of the things that stands out is when Samantha said, a family restored. You tell me the value of that. So when you're praying about what God would have you do, giving towards growth this year, we're going to have a couple of different commitments and I'll share a lot more about that next weekend. Don't miss next weekend, Vision Weekend. Make sure and get registered for the Kingdom Builders Banquet. If, you, if you're a Kingdom Builder, you're the tip of the spear. I'm going to be giving a lot of information this Friday night. But when you're praying, be asking God what He would have you do. How many more families are going to be able to tell that story because we rise up and build? Can you give God a hand of praise? Let's stand to our feet. Father, we're so sincerely impacted by your presence and what you do in our life and what you do through New Heights Church. Lord, we don't want to take for granted or gloss over the lives changed, but we do want to do more. We want to see your kingdom expand and we're asking you to use us to do it. Father, give us a clear understanding of what role you'd have us to play as we sow this year. Give us a clear understanding of what commitment you'd have us to make for the next 12 months as we rise up and build, as we strengthen our hand, as we set our face as stone, as we decree and declare that you're our God and because of that, we cannot fail. We thank you for all that you've done. We thank you for what you're doing and it is with great expectation that we thank you for what you are going to do. In the name of Jesus. Father, bless your people coming in, going out in the city and the field this way, this day and every day. In Jesus' name, if you got one more praise locked up in you, turn it loose. God bless you. We love you. We'll see you Wednesday. I hope you enjoyed the podcast today. If you did, there are a couple of things that I'd love for you to do. Number one, subscribe to our show. That way, the most recent episodes will always be in your feed waiting for you, ready when you are. And secondly, follow us on social media. That is the best way to stay up to date on everything happening at New Heights. We look forward to you joining us next time on the New Heights podcast. And if you are ever in the Bryan College Station area, we invite you to come out to New Heights Church for a live service. I promise we'll make you feel right at home.